0: Welcome back for another one of our installments here. Today I want to talk to you about hearing God's voice. See, we talk about in in John 10:27, there the verse we've been kind of using as our main passage this this season. We've been talking about how Jesus is saying, "My sheep know my voice." So today I want us to focus on exactly how does God speak. I think that's one of the confusions still because we think, well, well, God spoke this way and this way uh, in the Bible, and you know, that kind of, he doesn't speak that way anymore. And, and, and it really couldn't be further from the truth. The fact is that God is speaking. A lot of the times, uh, the methods in which he is speaking to us, we just aren't paying attention to. So I want us to focus today as we as we dive into the word, I want us to focus on listening all right uh, now this is really interesting if you think about the words that are the letters that are in the, the word listen uh, it's l-i-s-t-e-n right but if you scramble those letters around you also have the word silent so sometimes i think that the problem that we run into with listening to god's voice isn't so much that god isn't speaking as much it is as it is that maybe we are not being silent and listening for his voice. See, it's the same with a talker. We like to talk and talk and talk and talk, but, but then then we wonder why no one wants to talk to us. Well, because it's because, it's because we're always talking and, and they can't get a word in, right? But if we were to listen, instead of always having to be the one talking, that might make a little bit of a difference in why people or how people would talk to us, right? So kind of think of it the same way here with God. God is speaking, right? But a lot of the times, we have to listen. And in order to listen, we have to stop talking ourselves. We have to be silent so we can hear his voice. So as we dive in today, I want us to really look at what are the ways that God speaks to us. Now, I have a, a little bit of a list here. I'm sure this is not an exhaustive list by any means, all right? But I am going to look at uh, six different ways that I found in the Bible that God speaks to his people. So again, our key text that we've been using is John 10:27. My sheep hear my voice. Right, it's that first bit of the movement into what God wants uh, wants wants to do with us. He 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 wants us to listen to His voice. Then he talks about a communication that happens between them, and then he says they follow, they obey. So in order for us to get to the point where we are obedient, we first got to get to the point where we are making sure that we are listening to His voice. So. I would like to say, and I'd like to also point out, too, that obviously, uh, when we look at that word, my sheep hear my voice, that word here, you know, we talked about last week how that word here actually does mean here, but another way that we can look at that word, and in the Greek it's uh, akuo, uh, the word here in John 10:27. 27, uh, another way that we can look at that is to give audience to. So, God is asking for us to give audience to him. So. The question that I'd like to pose then is who are you giving audience to, right? Who are you actually trying to listen to? We have in, in the Bible here, we have where, um, in, I was looking in Matthew 2, I was looking at that word again, and, that, I, 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 aku, akuo. and uh, we find that in Matthew 2, 3, Herod, when the, when the wise men come, Herod gives audience to them. It's the same word when he, when it says that Herod heard what the wise men were having to say, and then in turn, just a couple verses later uh, in Matthew two nine, it says that the wise men are giving audience to Herod. They listened to Herod. They heard Herod. Right. So this is is a common word. It's not anything you know really w- way out there. Not some you know Greek word that maybe we don't know really the definition of or how to use. It, the question again goes to Are we actually listening are we hearing god so let's jump over to some of the ways that that god hears i'm going to share some personal uh stories with you that i have heard god's voice in these these methods as well and again this is not an exhaustive list so first one here is god speaks through his word all right in in psalm 119 uh, 105 this is probably a common verse thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and it talks about how God's word is this light it's it's almost like a flashlight right or maybe that's too small it's almost like a floodlight right and it's pointing us in the right direction his word is telling us the right direction here the the scripture tells us uh, what we're supposed to do where we're supposed to go it is this this lamp that makes the way very obvious for us and so it says that his word is this lamp god speaks to us through his word his word points the direction his word speaks to us we can read his word and we can say oh god thank you for speaking to me i did not I did not realize this, or I didn't see this, or I needed that little vet check there. I needed, I needed that 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 direction there. Thank you, God, for Your Word just jumping off of the off of the page and 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 really speaking to me, right? And that that's what God's Word does. It is this this floodlight for us. So. Going back to our whole thing about listening, we want God to speak, but are we listening? Are we, are we reading the Bible because you now it's a good practice for us Christians? Or are we actually reading the Bible because we want God's word to speak to us? There have been times when I'm reading and something honestly ju- just jumps off the page. I'm like, oh, wow, gut check time. Wow. Didn't realize that. But there's also those times that, whoa, huh. You know, I've been reading the Bible for this long, and I never knew that. There are going to be those times when God's Word really does speak, I and mean, it always speaks. His Word is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and all that, like it says in in Hebrews 4.12. So we know that His Word has some powers. We know that His Word is there to change us. In fact, it even says there in, uh, I think it's in... Timothy? Yeah, I might be off though, but it says about how God's Word is there for correction and for rebuke and for training and and, and, um, there's another one too. I can't remember offhand. Sorry, I didn't look that verse up. Uh, But we know that God's Word is meant for these things on purpose, so why would He not speak to us through His Word? It's there. His Word is there. Most of us live in a place where the Bible's not outlawed, but are we taking advantage of his word? Are we really diving in and letting him speak to us through his word? So this is the first method that I'd like to bring up there, just saying that God's word is one of the ways, one of the, one of the ways that I know in my life that he has spoken to me. Maybe he's spoken to you. Maybe you have testimonies of that as well, where you just read a verse and it's like, uh-oh. Man, this is, thank you, God, for speaking to me through your word. Thank you for this verse. Maybe it was that little nugget that we needed to help push us through the day or to get us through that situation or just to bring joy back into our lives. The second way that I would like to point out is is the prophets. Now, this doesn't just mean the prophets of old. This means that there are modern-day prophets even out there right now, I've I've been in encounters with some of them. I've heard prophecies uh, that that God is giving even now to his to his body, right? To the believers, to the church, to the to the world, whatever it might be. Prophecy is still a big thing. It didn't die out, right? It wasn't just an Old Testament thing. And then Jesus came, and he was, you know, the, the ultimate of all the prophecies, and then we just stopped. No, no, no. There are prophecies that are still yet to come. There are prophecies from the Bible that are still yet to come. The whole book of Revelation is basically a vision. It's a it's a prophecy that's still coming. Daniel, in his book, he spoke about things, and they are still coming. If you look at the prophets here, there was a whole big chunk of the Old Testament is all about prophets speaking to us so let me let me bring your direction uh, your attention here to Hebrews 1 and I'm gonna be looking at verses 1 to 3 sorry I had to look at my notes there to see where I was going alright long ago God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son he created the universe. The sun radiates God's glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. We had, When he had cleansed us from our sin, he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. So what I like about this verse is it tells us right there, there was a time, long ago, it says, when God spoke through His prophets. Now, this this what what He is referring to is about the Messiah. But again, not all of the prophecies that are said in the Old Testament have been fulfilled. God still speaks through His prophets today. Maybe you have been given a word by a prophet. I know I've been given words by by prophets. Uh, Recently, even even yesterday, I received a word of prophecy, right, from my pastor at my church. So God speaks through prophets. He speaks through these words of prophecy. He speaks through people who are tuned into Him, who listen to Him, who silence themselves so that they can listen to God's voice, and then they then they share what they hear with His people. Maybe you, again, have been one of those who have heard God's voice through a person. Someone has given you a word of prophecy. And if that's the case, and that prophecy has not come to pass yet, do not get frustrated. Do not get burnt out. Do not get done. Do not get down on yourself. God is faithful to his word. The Bible says this, that God is faithful to his word, He will, otherwise he's a liar, and God is not a liar. So if you have received this word, and it was from a true prophet, it's coming. It's coming. And I say that not only to you, but to me. There are things that have not yet happened for me that I know that God wants to do. I'm in the same boat. I got to hold on. I got to trust God. And believe that God is not just giving me false stuff. He's going to keep his word. Let's look at another one. Ah, another one of my favorite ones. God speaks through dreams and visions. Now we just talked about how revelation is kind of what kind of that as well. It's, 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 it's a vision, right? It's a revelation of what's to come. Alright, so we kind of have this. This vision, this dream—I know for me, God has spoken many times in dreams. In fact, just a couple days ago, uh, when I was kind of just hanging out in that little bit of sleep right before waking, I, I had one of these really quick dreams, um, and I knew exactly what it meant. I knew for 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 this for this. For this podcast, right? It's one of those things where I know where God is kind of given the direction to go because he spoke very clearly in this dream uh, with these little pieces coming together. And I'm like, ah, all right, I know. Now, I I get a few dreams uh, a, a week. Uh, God gives me quite a few dreams and, and, I, and I write down as many as I can or I get on my app there and I'll start recording my voice as I'm saying okay this is this I just woke up from a dream and it said this and this and this and, and I really felt that this was going on and so I'm recording my you know if I'm too, if I'm too lazy to write them down I'll at least bust out the phone and record them um, and then go back and play them or have someone else listen to them with me just so that I can get the direction that God is wanting to go with these with these dreams. Some of them are always obvious. If I say, God, what does this dream mean? I'll have like an answer right away. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. Thank you, God. And these dreams, a lot of times they're about me. What's going on with me, right? And I, I, and, and if you are interested in, in, in dreams and the interpretation of dreams, I can uh, kind of point you to some, some sources. Uh, I am very fortunate that the church that I go to, uh, the pastor, the um, uh, the, well, the, the the pastoral staff there they are very into what is God speaking through visions and dreams there's even been a book uh, that was written recently there and so uh, or a couple books I think so if that's something that you are interested in please get with me and I'll be more than happy to, to direct you and give you some 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 feedback on where you can find those things but we find that this is in the Bible as well that God spoke to his people and and one of the ones that one of the ones that we know of very well is Joseph. Joseph had the ability to interpret dreams, right? Now, so in order for him to interpret dreams, we know that God was speaking through dreams. Um, when we see Pharaoh there, he's Pharaoh is kind of uh, frustrated. He's kind of upset. He's kind of he's kind of not sure what to do. He's had this dream has really kind of kind of thrown him off his game there. And so Joseph comes and interprets these dreams. So again, if Joseph had not had a dream to interpret then maybe we could say that God wasn't still speaking through dreams. But if we look at exactly what was happening, Pharaoh's dream was all about the, the, the people of Egypt being saved from this famine that was coming. So God, we can see very easily, God speaks through dreams. He spoke to Pharaoh through a dream, and because Pharaoh didn't understand it all, then we have the interpretation that came from Joseph. You can look at the life of Daniel. (coughs) Excuse me. Daniel was another one who the the book of Daniel we have you know we have those those stories about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego about Daniel the lion's den and all this type. But if you get to the end parts of it, it's just a vision, a dream of what is to come, right? We have what what many, including me, believe has something to do with the Antichrist in there. We have these visions that Daniel is writing about that 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 come to pass. Uh, history shows that some of them have come to pass but I think that one of the things about the way that God works is sometimes there's a double meaning sometimes it's not just for one generation there's a there's another piece that comes with it and if you really want me to get into all that I could share with you the whole story of Hanukkah and how that is still uh, how that still has a A bit of what is to come later on there so but Daniel was one of those ones again who who we see the visions and we see the 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 dreams and all that 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 he interpreted or that he even had himself so God speaks through those type things maybe God has spoken to you in a vision or dream very possible because he still speaks in these same ways to his people today All right, I want to jump over then to look at um, God speaks through prayer and fasting. This is another great story. Uh, If we go over to Acts 13.2, I'm just going to turn real quickly here. Acts 13.2, we're going to find the the disciples have been in fasting, and this is right before we get... uh, one of our main characters of the Old Testament here. So Acts 13, I'm going to start in 13.1 here. Uh, It says, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, uh, Manon, the childhood companion of King Herod, Antipas, and Saul. One day these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the work for the special work to which I have called them. So more so after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So you see how God is speaking through prayer and fasting. This is something that we see right here in this passage and we know That in this prayer and fasting, when Saul slash Paul, when he has his name changed there, when we see how he goes through this conversion and what he has already gone through this conversion experience, but now he is being set apart because in prayer and fasting, God was speaking and and he was saying, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul. Set apart these two men right so this was part of that prayer and fasting they received an answer they received direction they re, they heard god's voice clearly through the through the the prayer and fasting that was going on there and now we have again that setting apart of barnabas and saul and we see how when saul you know obviously like i said saul changes his name but we see how we have the the a majority of the New Testament, we have the journeys that Paul took, we have all these things and it was all because of this right here, God speaking because they were praying and fasting and asking what they should be doing, and God says, set apart these two guys for me. In your prayer and fasting, have you ever really heard God's voice? I know I have. There have been times when I, there's, I can remember specifically there's one time when i took this this big chunk of time off and in prayer and fasting i did 21 days of, of a water fast and i remember hearing god's voice clearly again i remember having dreams and all that stuff in there as well but i remember just how clearly i could hear god's voice in this time of prayer and fasting i was specifically voiding my body of the food and all that type stuff and and so now here I am I'm listening I have all this extra time because I'm not having to worry about cooking food and, and all this type stuff and I'm and I'm able to get in the word and God speaks to me through his word he's speaking to me through visions and all that but again he's also speaking to me in the prayer and the fasting I have a whole journal of things that God spoke to me in that time that I that I heard him saying because of the time I took in prayer and fasting, fasting for specific things. Let's not get confused with what fasting is. Fasting is not a, a really cool diet. It's not. It's not that at all. All right. So maybe we need to have something later on about about fasting and all. But it, fasting is not this really cool diet. Fasting is where we 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 get rid of the things that are that can take our time, and we use that time specifically. To get into God's word, to get into prayer, to to ask God things. Alright, so prayer and fasting, an excellent way that God speaks. Alright, I got two more for you here. Let's look at creation. God speaks through creation. If we go to Psalm 19:1, I'm going to jump really quick over there. So hopefully you're getting something out of this here. This is uh, I've been wanting to kind of give this. This message for a while, but we had to build up to this point uh, because we we had to first realize um, that we have to listen to God. In order to be his sheep, we have to listen. So again, I'm going over to Psalm 19.1 and it says here, I'm going to read two verses for you on this one. Psalm 19.1, the heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display his craftsmanship day after day they continue to speak night after night they make him known they speak without a sound or word their voice is never heard yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their works to all the world god has made a home in the heavens for the sun and it goes it continues to go on about how creation speaks right now go with me then over to romans uh, Romans 1 verse 20 and this one here this verse says for ever since the world was created people have seen the earth and sky through everlasting God made through oh, sorry, through everything I don't have my glasses on through everything God made they can clearly see his invisible qualities he his eternal power and divine nature so they have no excuse for not knowing God. I like this verse because it basically tells us we have no excuse for not knowing God. Creation speaks. Creation is, is giving us a testimony of God himself. Right? If you think about the, the, you know, we can get really scientific here. and We can say, well, this and this and this, and oh, it's all science. No, it's not. It's all God, really. In fact, the more and more that we look at science, the more and more the scientific people are saying, hey, this kind of is, uh, there's no explanation except for God, right? Creation is not how the monkey becomes the human, right? That's evolution. That's a joke. Let's just be honest. That's a joke, all right? Creation is God spoke, boom. <clears throat> it happened right and so now we have creation that is speaking and is saying look we were created by God look we are giving the majestic glory that God is due back to him creation speaks and again we have no excuse we have no excuse now this doesn't mean we're gonna go out there and worship the trees and all this type of stuff I'm not saying that at all we worship the creator but the creation speaks of him we have no excuse not to look out and see all the splendor that God has made and wonder is there a God? No way. And think, think of every, every God made thing, right? I'm not talking about your, your skyscrapers and all that type of stuff. Yes, God gave intuition to people, but talk about creation itself go to the Rockies, go to the Smokies, go, go to the Grand Canyon, go somewhere, look at what God has created, and then they come back and tell me that there is not a God. Mm. God is speaking through his creation, and his creation is speaking of him. Good stuff. All right, one more for you here. God speaks in an audible voice. All right, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to a couple places here. Let's look at Acts chapter 9 3 & 5 so we're already in Romans here just go over to Acts 9 and then verses 3 & 5 I'm gonna put my glasses on for this one alright as he was pro as he was approaching Damascus on his mission a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me who are you Lord Saul asked and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. This is where Saul gets knocked off of his donkey, right? He's on his way to go kill the Christians. He's got the, he's got the papers in his hand. Oh, I can do it and it's legal now. And he's on his way to Damascus and God knocks him off his donkey, right? And says, Saul, with this audible voice. So don't tell me that God doesn't speak audibly because it's happened <laughs> right here to Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who said that? God? Is that you? Yes. This is this is this is the Lord, the one that you're persecuting. We have this audible voice, so God can speak to us audibly. Maybe this has happened to you. I know that sometimes it happens to me, and it really catches me off guard when it's like there's no one around and I'm hearing my name being called. Right? I'm like, whoo, well, okay, yes, God. alright so so maybe this has happened to you as well, where you hear his voice audibly, right? It's not one of those little mysterious things. It's like you know, you know, there are gonna be times when God kind of speaks, and we're like, "Ah, I feel it in my heart. But there are times that I have heard my name being called, and there is no one around, and I know that those are moments where God is speaking to me specifically. I want to take you to one more passage before we close out here. I want you to go to 1 Samuel. Because we see the same thing happening to Samuel. And that's kind of where I got our title for today. Don't speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Samuel is is kind of new. He's working here with Eli in the temple. Uh, there was kind of a, an agreement that his mom, Hannah, had made that says, Lord, I have no kid. I have no, 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 no children. If you give me one, I will dedicate him to your service. And so sure enough, God gives her uh, a son named Samuel. It says that when the time was right, when he was weaned and all that type of stuff, that she kept her word, and she took him to the temple. And so he became one of those people that lived in the temple, worked in the temple. He worked under Eli. Eli was a little shady, I'm going to be honest with you. But but we have this, this situation here where we find that Samuel is beginning to come into the understanding of of God's voice. And so in Samuel 3, I'm not going to read everything there for you, but in Samuel 3, we have where God is calling his name, Samuel. Well, Samuel gets up, he thinks, he thinks it's Eli, so he's running to Eli's room, he says, yes, what can I do for you? And Eli says, go back to bed, boy, I never called you. But, uh, no, 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 I never called you, go back to bed. Okay. So he goes back to bed. Here's it again, Samuel, right? He's hearing God's voice audibly, but not thinking that it's God. He goes back and checks on Eli again. Yes, you called me? I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Okay, well, I don't know what's going on. Let's be hearing things, right? It happens again. And then now Eli's like, ah, I know what's going on. I tell you what, next time you hear your name being called, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And So sure enough, he goes back to his room. And he hears that voice again, Samuel, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then God begins to speak to Samuel some things that happen through the rest of, or what's going to happen in the rest of 1 of, uh, Samuel, where we have the destruct, the, the, the corruption of Eli's sons being exposed and, and those types of situations. a very interesting story, but it all starts with God speaking audibly to Samuel. So has God spoken audibly to you? That might be one of the ways that he is speaking to you. It's so clearly, but again, it comes down to the fact of the listening. Are we listening? So in order for us to really be the sheep that that, that John refers to when Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, we've got to figure out how God speaks. And he might be speaking all these ways to us. He might kind of zone in on one specifically. But we need to be aware of how God speaks. So that when he is speaking to us, we are, just like Samuel, those who can say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In all these different situations, in the visions, in creation, in the audible voice, in the prayer and fasting, in the... What was the other one? Uh, In his word, in his prophets, in all these ways, we want to be ones who can say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So again, think of the letters that are in the word listen. L-I-S-T-E-N. Scramble them around a little bit. You get silent. Are you being silent so that you can listen? Because I guarantee you that God is speaking. Hey, this is Dan. Thanks for joining me today. Come back again. We're going to have a great time looking at God's Word next time. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.